Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 10 Questions interview on the Gallant View podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening. Even more delighted to introduce tonight's guest. Um, joining me tonight to take take on the 10 Questions, a Scottish internationalist who racked up over 100 appearances for Rangers, getting himself three goals in the meantime. And also playing his part in two of the most memorable title victories in recent history for Rangers. Obviously the 2003 treble victory and the 2005 Helicopter Sunday. So I'm delighted to welcome for his gallant for your debut, Morris Ross. How are you doing, Morris? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for that nice introduction. No, um, and again, I shows your medals. You, you're doing no bad, so it's no, none less than what you deserve. Thanks very much. So, cheers for coming on, Morris. Um, obviously, it's a set ten questions we do um, on your time at Angels. Um, for MD that's no listen to it beforehand, I'd us not be going listen to your interview with the Rangers rabble. Um, that was really good to talk about your career in general. Before we get to the the ten questions, what really struck me with that interview is you spoke really fondly of your time at Angels. I don't think there's many people that. Uh, 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 given the, the kind of the, the, the honour of playing at Rangers, and, and they and they don't enjoy it, um, even even if it is a kind of trophyless spell, which they're few and far between. You know, it's still amazing to be going into your work every day into such a place with such many, so many good players. Um, 
just the smell of Ibrox, you know, just that. It's just it's just something special about it. You don't need to tell me the stuff of dreams, by the way, and you've lived that dream. Um just just on that, um also you're a Dundee boy. Did you have any affiliation or any affection towards Rangers beforehand, or was it just your time at the club that's that's made you feel like that? Um, I grew up a Dundee United fan, so uh, it was it was kinda always a big deal when, when Rangers um come to town. Um but I was never allowed to go to these the bigger games because of the, you know you you know you're a Moz like you know. You need to <laughs> Uh, but no, but it was. I think my first time to Ibrox was the Dundee schoolboys got a trip to a trip around the stadium, and that was the first time I seen these big blue baths and and the mahogany and oh, it was just you know drinking your own Rangers water, sparkling water, and that you know these are all the wee kind of fond memories of me. My, my first time at Ibrox, um, but it wasn't until like I started training there and, and playing games for the, for the club that you start thinking, "Oh, this is a bit special." So yeah. I was indoctrinated over time, that's for sure. There you go. No hold against you for growing up an Arab. Um, you've you've seen the light. <laughs> um, so before we get into the actual 10 questions, um, how did you find them? Were they, were they easy enough answers or was there any that you struggled to narrow down? It's just one answer. Yeah, it's one of, you, you never like to kind of besmirch any kind of Rangers player. You know, you, you don't want to do that, but... I just, ah, that was a, that was a hard one. I had to think long and hard for that actually. Um, right, we'll get through them. Aye. Happy days. So, without further ado, uh, one that uh, if I'm a betting man, I could probably put my mortgage on. But you, you might answer for the first one. Talk us through your favourite ever Rangers goal. Is that mine, me personally, or just you personally? Aye. Or it can be, um, I, I should say, these questions are open to interpretation. So it could be uh, a goal you scored or just any goal for Rangers. Well, I mean, I, I was ne- I never scored many goals, which is so it makes mine quite fairly easy. Um, and that would be the opener in the cup final. But my favourite Rangers goal that I was there and watched go in was Jonas Tern's volley um, to the corner of the box. That was, it was against Celtic, wasn't it? That Jonas Tern volley. Oh, that was a peach. Um, I never... Uh, kind of reminds you of the, the Ray Wilkins volley as well. It's in that kind of similar area, um, similar to kind of strike. But I would say Jonas Tern's volley was a bit special for me. As an absolute belter. And one of the iconic goals, um, if I think about like growing up in your earliest Rangers memories, you always kind of associate strips with players and you aye. just picture turn with his own McEwen's lager tap into it. Yeah, yeah. Aye, aye. And that was when, you know, Rangers had the Nike day, you know, they can field two, basically two international teams. Um, that was the, the the standard the player they had in their days. Um, spent a fortune on accumulating that squad. But uh, he, was a, he was a special talent. It was a shame he was always injured for Rangers because I thought he'd have been a right good player for Rangers. Were you in the stands for that game, or were you in the yeah. squad at that point? Oh, no, I was. I was in the stand, but you know, you, you always love going to these games and wearing your suit and being part of the whole day. Um, but I remember it uh, fondly. No, oh, brilliant. That's a it's an excellent goal to kick us off. And we were just talk, you mentioned it quickly there. For you would have said your own goal. Um, so fair play to you for for not being um, for not being so gallus. But that mother will go that goal in the cup final. Um, that was my first ever time at Hamden for a final and just looking about, never seen Hamden fail before and then I look up and I'm like, oh, there's Morris Ross in the box, what's happening? Uh, yeah. A lovely finish. Absolute cooking buster. Willie Hills drew me a fortune, by the way. <laughs> Made him a fortune that day. 
Um, no, nah, it was a nice moment, but it's something I don't really kind of, I don't you know, I spend much time thinking about, to be honest. Nah, fair play. Fair play. So we're after a fire with Jonas Tern. Um, excellent goal. Question number two um, Where's the strangest place you've watched a Rangers game? I was, I was just raking my, raking my brains with this, racking my brains with this one. It was, and then I just thought, Christ, I've watched, you know, I've watched the um, Rangers games on my laptop when I was in the Faroe Islands. So overlooking the Atlantic with my, my beer watching a Rangers game midweek, that would be probably the most, well, maybe no strangest, but certainly the most remote. Um, I'd probably name a few pubs in there that are a bit mental, but. I wouldn't want to slag anybody's boozer, but um, yeah, I would say the Faroe Islands because obviously it's so remote and it's it's not often you, you look at your window and you see the Atlantic and staring you back in the face. I'm sure it's a lovely view, but is it, is it no um, put hairs in your chest, the, the weather up there? Oh it's, it's, oh, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy weather. But um, you know these big metal containers that you get on the ships? Aye. It was that windy one time, they were getting blown into the water and these... <laughs> With these things weigh a ton, so uh, it was a strange place because the the sheep, obviously animals, can can sense where they're coming in, and the sheep always come off the mountains and into the town centre. So when that happens, it's time to board the windows up. Um, aye, strange place, like aye, it sounds like Narnia, but you still managed to get a Wi-Fi signal. You watch the Rangers, <laughs> sure did. Ah, uh, that's the the Perks have been an extra. You know a guy, you know a guy, eh? Ah, exactly. Brilliant. Um, sitting on um, the the kind of the, the strange and far, what was your um, your best or your favourite away there or away trip with Rangers? Has to be PSG. Oh, has to be. You know, Rangers were only I think only meant to have ten or twelve thousand, and then at the end of the game, you just saw these clusters of fans <laughs> in every single section of the stadium. Um, beating them with with the, with the stars that they had, and then driving back to the hotel and you see all the bears on bus stop roofs and oh it was it was fantastic there must have been 25,000 in there that night it was really really memorable we Davy Henderson the wee physio bubbling like a wee last at the end of the game <laughs> just, you know just special just a special special night you know you, when you grow up you hear all these special rangers nights and you wonder what that's like that was one of those european nights that were yeah when you when you see grown men crying and that it just shows you how much it means to people within the club. You're right. And growing up, um I, I just started to get into the Rangers um and when Advocate became the manager and you know, you start you start speaking to whether it's cousins or people older at school or your dad's pals, whatever, and you hear these the more the older you get, the more mental the stories become about um, away trips. So that was one of those stories people still talk about it, where you know those buses running for Aberdeen right through to Paris, and like the driver didn't stop for four days or anything. Um, <laughs> one of the mental stories, but it topped off with brilliant performance with Rangers and a, a good result. Who he said that who stood it for you for PSG? Anybody that stood next to it, a corner, they were all stars. I mean, Nelka, oh gee, who else? Acocha, Ronaldinho, Heinze. Um, but again, though, when you're standing next to Barry Ferguson and Torandi Four and all these guys, then you're in good company. So it's, we, we never felt intimidated by them at all. We felt yes, we were going toe to toe with you. So uh, we were just as good as them, and, and, it, and it showed on the night because I thought we were far better, to be honest. 
Aye, absolutely. And again, it's just sad that um, it was always going to be a glamour tie, but for, for the fans, getting a result and and those just needing a result, I, I probably I, I probably put PSG and Dortmund in the same bracket where Rangers <laughs> were thoroughly deserved to win that night. Aye, aye. And it's just just the wee thing. See when you're walking around the pitch at the end of the game and you, you spot somebody for the district, you know, your wee pals that have, like you say, travelled two days on a bus to get there and we flying on a charter, you know, getting at the bigging. Um, <laughs> been you know, sleeping on the back of buses and all sorts and, and, and you get to share that moment with them. It's, I love these kind of moments. Uh, maybe that's why grown men were crying that night because they knew they had to go back on a four-day bus journey up the road. That's, <laughs> and then you're going uh, to explain the, the car bills to their missus. <laughs> um, so, I'm sure there's been like, quite a few characters um, that you, you played with and shared the dressing room with um, that we, we might come with. So, I, I think this might have been a hard one for you to answer. Um, What's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a Rangers game by either your teammate or the fans or in general? Um, I don't think there's anything that really stands out for me. I mean, one of the most mental things I've seen was, you know, you know, you shape up on a Friday, so you kind of know who's playing um, and whatnot. And we were just, I'm just sitting there because I would never, I would never have the kind of confidence to put the strip on and, and sit there when before the team's been officially named. So I'm sitting there and, and uh, Dick Advocat walks in and just points at Kinchelskis, who's already stripped, Huddy's massage, everything, and just went, you're not even in the squad. And he had to take his gear off and go and get... Sh- oh, I just felt, oh, that's horrendous. Oh, But I, I think that was the, the boss just saying, hey, I'll decide who's playing and when they're playing. Um that that was that sticks it in my mind thinking I will never do that again. I will never oh, do that. My my toes were curling just thinking about that there. That's um, what a brass neck isn't it? Mate, Man United player, you know what I mean? Pure <laughs> class, and he's just been brought down to size. But you know what? You know, he never done it again. <laughs> <laughs> do, do do you think um, that was always advocates plans, or they just uh, turned an ocean? You know, I want to bring you down to down to size. I really don't know. Maybe it was. Just a coincidence. I don't know, but it, it was it was excruciating to, to watch this talented footballer need to take all his gear off and put his suit back on, and I just felt poor guy, man. I know in front of in front of the full dressing room. Was Advocat like that? Was he like other stories too? Was he quite a totalitarian? I well, the, the thing is, see, when you've got a, a group of twenty-two guys full of testosterone and every single one of them are good players and they all believe they want to play. The only thing you need to do is keep discipline, keep the control of the dressing room and because they knew how to play. So it was a basic tactical set up and then it was just keeping discipline day to day and then the players went and won the match for them anyway. So that was that was the main thing for them. Um, I quite liked it though. I quite liked it. I suppose it's one thing knowing where you stand, um, I suppose. Oh, he was never, he would never, he would never treat you poorly. But there was just, you know, zero tolerance on anything other than professionalism. I'm sure um, fans of the club are, are all for that. Any, any listeners, that's the kind of that's one of the, the the buzzwords that you hear. Professionalism levels at Rangers are just at a high standard, isn't it? It needs to be. So 
next two questions are kind of two opposite sides of the same coin for um, the players that you played with. Um, first one, it's always a wee bit controversial when a, a nice player <laughs> maybe comes on. Um, is there any Rangers players that you didn't rate at all, but everybody else seemed to love? I just couldn't. This, I just, I just couldn't see the fascination with this player um, and the kind of cult hero status that the, the guy got after only twenty five games or something and one season at the club was the boy Vice Vladimir Vice. I just, I just couldn't see it. I thought, all right, but. It's like he kind of got cult status after kind of such a short time, and listen, he wasn't a bad player. You don't play for Slovenia or Slovakia um, if, if you, you know, you don't play for Rangers if you're a bad player. But I just, I just couldn't get the fascination with the boy. I felt there was far better players that deserved kind of cult status, if you want. Morris, obviously I was happy you were coming on for obvious reasons, but I'm going to leave this interview delighted because when I done my 10 questions um, a couple of months ago, I got pelters because he was my answer as well of the boys in the group chat. Um, I'm <laughs> 100% on board with you. Yeah, listen, there's guys that, that, that deserve these, these the status, you know, you're Ian Durant and they've, they've stood the test of time, but well, after like six months, like you've only played like 25 games or something, it's, it was, I don't know, it didn't sit right with me. Um, I think you've got to really earn it and, and stand the test of time to be looked upon as one of these stars. That's only my interpretation of it. Aye. No, I, I think that cult status for him comes probably for when he left the club. I think he's got a cracking PR manager because every transfer window, um, he'd be tweeting away Union Jack emoji or whatever and Rangers fans would be getting excited and I think that happened for maybe five or six years every like at least once a season, once a transfer window. Um, so people Confidence starts with loving who you are and when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and and climate neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O S E A Malibu.com code GLOW. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Alberts.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. 
we've got to talk about them more and more, and it probably didn't merit it. Yeah, um, it's bizarre. That would be my choice. Ah, oh, well, next time I'm doing a gallon for your group chat, gives me any snatch for that, I'll just say, go speak to my pal Mo. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, so, on the, other, um, on the other side of that coin, question number six is the Sasa Papach Award, so probably the the biggest unsung hero um, in in recent memory, well, maybe when he was playing, not now. Um, who's your Rangers unsung hero? And it can't be Sasa Papach himself. Yeah, the, no, there would be two. The, the first one I thought of it was Craig Moore straight away. Um, yeah, phenomenal football player. A lot of adversity um, as a young player coming in, playing with golfs and whatnot, getting put to right back. Um, but when he then sold for the club, came back, and then when he came back, he was just on a different planet. Um, really proper centre-half, different class, great football player for me. Um, and the other one was Claudio Reyna, who I thought was a star. I thought he was world-class. I thought he was really, really good. But again, just kind of... Just kind of quiet, wee, unassuming guy, just never in the headlines. And it was always Geos and Barrys and all these guys. But yeah, he, he'd be one of them that I would say was very special talent as well. That's two excellent picks uh, there. Um, I, I want to come to both of them individually. So Craig Moore, first of all, it's, it's a strange one. I think um, quite like a lot of the players in that treble winning season. As soon as you mention their name, you think great player. But if you think about that terrible winning season and ask to name three players, Craig Moore's probably know the first one, which no. is it's criminal. I know, it's nuts. Nuts. And I know as a fan watching Amoruso, you loved him. He was a big maverick, but I don't know what it was like playing with him. I don't think Amoruso was was as effective if he didn't have somebody like Craig Moore, Moore just towing the line and keeping the discipline in the defence? No, the thing is, all best central defenders, you don't see them, you don't notice them. Big ammo, you noticed a lot, I'm telling you. Good player, you know, really did great things for the for Rangers, but you'll see ammo at fault for more goals than you would see for Craig Moore, I'm pretty sure of it. Aye, and it was hard to get annoyed him because every now and then he'd like step up with a, a 30 yard or something. But no, um, he, he's, he's not allowed to do that if he doesn't have somebody, as you say, with the discipline, somebody who just does the quiet, the, the quiet hard stuff um, that you, you need somebody to step up and do, like Craig Moore. Mm, aye, top player. Claudio Reyna, that's somebody that we've not really heard too much on these questions. Um, he again, he maybe only played 50, 60 games for Rangers, but again, he's another one of these ones. If you talk about Advocates team, um, guys like Gio, Newman, De Boer, they'll, they'll pop into your head, but yeah, so as you say, Claudio Reyna, you remember he was a he was a really solid player. I'm pretty sure I remember him playing right back a couple of times as well. Aye, he could play anywhere, honestly. You want to see this boy in training, like Globetrotter. Just couldn't get the ball off him. Small, no particularly quick, but just a great footballer. Oh. I'm pretty sure I and all that would, would be say similar stuff about Claudio Arena. That good, eh? Oh, magnificent, mate. Magnificent. Uh, there you go. And 112 caps for the USA too. It's um, to get that level in the national serenity team, that just, 
you must, you must Googled that, did you? Absolutely. When you were when you were saying your stuff there, I was Googling Claudio Reyna. I'm oh. not that clever. <laughs> Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, behind the scenes of amateur podcasting, Google as you go. Um, so, question number seven. Mo, um, which are, and again, these these questions are open to your own interpretation. What's your biggest Rangers regret? Leaving with a year on my contract. That was undoubtedly it. Because what happens is, see if you're at Rangers or you're, you're attached to Rangers, you can go on loan. You're a Rangers player that's going on loan, so you've got a, you've got a, a perception of you because you're a Rangers player. When you're an ex Rangers player, that changes so fast. So Rangers are a brand. So when you've got that brand on your back, you're worth more, and it's as simple as that. So I think I would have got better moves off the back of that by being a player, Rangers player. And you never know, a year's a long time in football. You maybe, you know, injuries or you come into form or whatever. So I think leaving the club where a year left on my deal was my biggest regret. At that point in time, did you, when you did leave, did you no see any way back into the first team or whatever, or was it just time for a change? Well, that, that was then Hutton coming through now, and um, he, he was going to be given that kind of right-back berth. So you had Hutton, you had Fernando, you had, yeah, Kishnas Vili was playing sometimes as well. So, yeah, listen, you you make these decisions what you think at the time, but looking back, I would have to say that would be it. No, it's, it's funny that everybody's wrote a great what-ifs as well, and obviously it wasn't really until Walter uh, came in that Hutton was, he went on to be astronomical, but as you say, it could have happened, I suppose, because I don't know if you remember this, I, I remember, I think I was maybe at Fur Park, and I, one of my first away games, and I was quite close to the dugout and I remember McLeish giving Hutton uh, absolute pelters and this was maybe around 04, 05 time as well because oh, people... Hutton that got it for the gaffer all the time um, and then when Walter came in Alan's obviously a couple of years more mature and, and it just clicked for Alan but Rangers at that time accepted a £50,000 bid by Vikings to Wanger by the way for Alan Hutton there's a story nobody knows £50,000 bid was accepted for Alan Hutton and he never went. And a year and a half later, two years later, he's at Tottenham for nine million. What about that for a story? What a great bit of business that is, by oh. the way. Stick so, not to us. You no. got me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was when I went, because they, they said no, and then they phoned me, and I went. <laughs> but it's just going down the list of Scottish right backs. Uh, just, uh, I was at the bottom, they took me. So now I had a nice time in Norway. You know, I've got two, two Norwegian daughters now, and. So it was a it was a good move for me. I spent eight years over there, so it was a nice time. There you go. That's Evan Hamps for a reason, eh? So picking the spirits back up because we don't like to dwell on regrets too much. Um, question number eight: What's your favourite Rangers song? You allowed to say them? That's the that's. <laughs> no. Don't say anything. It's going to get me oh. in the Daily Record tomorrow. That's. Oh, nah, I, I genuinely like every other Saturday. Just always liked the tune, always, nah, just always liked it. Um, and th- I think the, I had a video at the back of the day, it was every other Saturday, it was an actual video cassette. Um, Stuart McCall and all that were on it. I just, I just, I, that was kind of, I would say the first song that I probably learned all the words to. Um, and, uh, and another few other as well, but you know, these days I've 
are long gone now. So that's my that's my politically correct answer. Aye, right, thank you. It's always um, it's always a nervous moment when I ask that question, but we've come through it unscathed. But no, every other Saturday, um, that's one of these like ones that have stood the test of time. Is like growing up a Rangers fan, your granddad would know that song, your dad would, and it's um, I think around the time when you were really bringing into the Rangers uh, first team, that's when they brought out the wee boy book and the fans were told to only sign certain songs. So that was one of the more prominent ones and that was played yeah. uh, in a catchy wee number. Aye, I liked it. Aye, one we can all get behind. So good good choice there. Well, going into the, um, the penultimate question, um, the last two are these kind of fantasy, what would you change questions? So, if you could relive one Rangers moment or day in your lifetime, what would it be? Loving Kranz's last minute. Loving Kranz's last minute, for sure. I, I don't really need to ask why, but for the avoidance of doubt, talk us through that moment. Oh, it's just... It's just it's, the, the goal had been coming for about half an hour, and I just thought, oh, no, another half an hour, my legs are gubbed, sunspotting the pavements, you know, you just, we should have been out of sight. And then he just sticks that awkward header in, and I'm at the halfway line, and the Celtic fans are just there, and I'm getting them pelters, and I'm oh, just going wild. And then a minute later, the game's over. It's just standing there, cuddling Craig Moore, crying like a, a wee boy. Um, just, just a, a, an emotional roller coaster. That would be my moment. I think the most ecstatic I've ever been though was Barry's free kick because that was his back in the game. Then, but Lovenkrans winning it is the, the best part. I think. Absolute carnage that day, and I only watched it in the house. Um, seeing the scenes at Hamden, and I, I was looking, obviously looking at the games you were involved in, and you know, like getting getting all these medals. McLeish seemed to fancy you in the in the cup finals. Um, how how does that is that your your best cup final you've played in? Best performance, probably my best Rangers performance period. Um, and do you know what? I, n- I never watched it back until remember when we were in lockdown. They were showing all the old games. Aye, that was the first time I was ever seen the game back. Um, sitting in the house with, with with the kids just watching TV, and that came on, and we sat down and watched it. So, aye, that. That must be brilliant. Showing, showing the way and there's your old dad starting his stuff, eh? Guy, good at throw-ins. What's it like for a player watching that back? Because like, me, me and my pals, we'll, uh, we'll laugh and joke about this if we ever watch any of the old games. You start to remember the emotions that you feel at the time. So even though it may be a Celtic game for 20 years ago, but because you remember being so nervous at a time and you remember, like you start kind of going through the emotions again. Is it the same for you? Nah, you're never nervous when you're playing. Um, but when the goal goes in, you're still getting the, the hairs going up in the back of your neck. Nah, that's still that's still there. Just wish that this, the wind bonus was still there. <laughs> that's long gone. <laughs> not, not the same level at Cowden Beef, no. Yeah, unfortunately, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, maybe if he's yet promotion again, that's, um, ah, you never know, but the, the SPFL will start paying it. That's... Um, so we're only our last question, Mo, um, and it's it's two answers I'm looking for here. So if you could 
go out for a drink with one Rangers player and one Rangers manager, dead or alive, past or present, who would it be? The manager would be the gaffer, Walter Smith. Um, purely because he, he was a man that signed me. Um, he was really nice to my parents, really nice to me. Can like to be glass of wine and a wee karaoke, so I think that would be quite a good wee night, me and him. Because um, I love red wine and a wee karaoke as well. So. What's your karaoke song? Oh, loads of them, mate. Just didn't get me started. Um, nah, listen, just whatever. I've not, I've not got a favourite. But um, And the player would be Davy Cooper. Um, never got a chance to meet him. Um, only heard fond stories about him. Um, meant to be really witty, really quick. So it would be Walter and Davy Cooper. So it would be. So since we started um, these 10 questions, Walter Smith is one of the more common answers. I don't think MD's ever said Davy Cooper. That's, but but when, when you see him, uh, you, you can understand why. See, when you think of the really big characters and like Ali McCoyst and, and Ian Durant, the way they speak about him and they almost put his, his personality and like godly status with how quick and how how genuine a guy he was, um, mm. I can understand. Durant and Coyster would be obviously obvious choices, but you wouldn't get a word in. Um, and every time I'm in their company, they just hammer you anyway. So um, they're certainly good good company uh, on a night out. But just because I haven't met David Cooper, it would be that would be my, my main choice for sure. Growing up, is that like, one of the players that would have caught your eye? Um, well, he was one of the kind of stars, wasn't he? Aye. Um, I was. Aye. Morris Malpass was my hero, I remember. I know, uh, not, but even. Not quite David Cooper, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry to say, Beth, a wee bit before my time. Um, I only hear the stories of Cooper. By the way, I got an, I got an upgrade at the Russex Hotel in St Andrews about six months ago because the guy thought I was Morris Malpass. <laughs> that mate, he's about 60. Oh, <laughs> enough, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Morris, my pass. Is that what actually happened, or did you just accept oh. it and take it anyway? <laughs> okay, I was like, oh, hi, how you doing, mate? Hi, is that Morris? I was like, hi, is that Morris, my pass? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's your pride getting in the way. I would have took it. I would have took the insult and taken the free I've upgrade. Up, I've got the upgrade, but it was under false pretenses. <laughs> <laughs> So we've um, we've <laughs> we've managed to finish off on Morris Malpass. Um, that was the ten questions, Mo. Well. Um, how, how was that? Ah, good. Enjoyed it. Sometimes these, these things can go quite going quite long, but I'm going to get my running gear on and I'm going to go on heavy jog because I'm not done much of that. So there you go. See, once a once an athlete, always an athlete. Steady, steady. No, but listen. Thanks very much for coming on. It's um, oh, been a pleasure. Perfect. And thank you to everybody listening as always. Um, we've got another couple of players coming up over the next few weeks. But as always, if you want to come on and do the 10 questions, um, the beauty of this is regardless if you played for Rangers for 200 games or you've just watched Rangers for five five years, um, everybody's got to have their own take and their own stories to tell. So we want to get as many folk on, players, managers and more importantly fans as well. So get in touch with the pod if you want to come on. Until next time, take care.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.